We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan Sub. So this week, you know, usually I kind of talk through all the different ways we're there, but this week I would like them to take just a moment and let us know where they're watching from. Ooh, that would be great. Like if you're on YouTube or you're on Facebook, make a comment real quick, or if you're on the podcast, leave us a review and comment where you're watching or listening from in the case of the podcast. So pause the video for just a second. We'll still be here, but let us know where you're from and then come back and you can keep watching. See, if I said, where are you from, I'd mean like location on the map, but you mean which no, I'm, I'm, which, which place like Facebook or whatever. No, I mean where they're from, oh. where, where they're living or where they're watching. They, okay, then. Yeah, they could be at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. You know, I don't, that's not where they live, but that's where they're watching. Gotcha. So, yes, where, whatever platform they're on, they can report physically where they are. Moving right along. <laughs> But loose and fancy free? Yeah, Muppets. Okay. Uh, so let's get to this week's question. Uh, we had someone write in and they asked, how are people that never heard the gospel going to be judged? Uh, and he kind of went into some discussions about various cultures and things. But then he finished it out by saying, is there more to it than just the Romans 119 passage? Which I guess that's probably a good place to start. Sure. What is that? What he's talking about here in Romans 119 is where Paul is talking about the Gentiles and their sinful lifestyle. And he's basically saying that there's no excuse for them not to know that there's a God. Hmm. And that we can look at creation and that creation displays the invisible traits of God, his everlasting power and divinity, okay. so that they might be without excuse. So the, the real intent of Romans one nineteen is that idolatry, like paganism, hmm. worshiping the trees or the animals or whatever, really has no excuse because creation itself cries out that... There is a God. The heavens declare the glory okay. of God. The firmament displays his handiwork. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's, you know, that's uh, certainly true. But the basis of God's judgment is a different matter. And mm. so it does involve more than Romans one nineteen. OK. Um, <clears throat> one of the things in the book of Romans, which is not the easiest book in the New Testament to get a hold of, is. In Romans 1, 16 and 17, Paul tells us that everybody needs the gospel. The gospel, right. the message of Jesus, his death, his resurrection, God's plan to make us righteous. That is mm -hmm. what everybody needs for salvation. And then to justify that statement, mm -hmm. he goes into the sin problem of the Gentiles first, the sin problem of the Jews. Right. And... The reason people are lost is not because they have not heard or obeyed the gospel. 
the reason that mm. people are lost is because they have violated some kind of law. They have sinned and gone against some kind of law that they knew. Okay. Now, um, in Romans chapter 2, verse um, 11, 12, and 13, read that one for us. Okay. For God shows no partiality. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. All right. That's, I like the ESV there. That's what you're reading, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Notice in verse 11 that he says God treats all people the same, Jew and Gentile. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gentile who didn't have the law sinned. He's saying he didn't have the law of Moses, but he still sinned. That means he violated some kind of law. Hmm. The Jew had the law of Moses, but they sinned and violated that law. Okay. So both Jew and Gentile stand condemned because verse 13 explains it's not those who hear the law that are righteous before God, but those who do it, those who keep it. Yeah. The problem with law of any kind is fallible human beings can't keep it. We can't perfectly keep it. Right. Not that we can't make a good attempt and and mm-hmm. and uh, have a good direction in our life, but we'll never be without sin. Okay. So he he says the same thing in uh chapter 3. If you go over to chapter 3 uh, verse uh 9 and 10, mm-hmm. read that for us. It says, "What then are we Jews any better off? No, not at all." For we have already charged that all be, all Jews and Greeks are under sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. All right, so nobody is righteous. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. So go down to verse 20. Okay. And so in verse 20 of chapter 3, For by works of the law no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. In verse 20, yours translates the law. Mm-hmm. But in the Greek text, there's no article in either case in verse 20. So it mm-hmm. really says, by works of law oh. shall no flesh be justified. Referring back to the Jews and the Gentiles. Right. The Gentiles, way. the whatever law mm-hmm. they were under, the Jews, whatever law they were under, yeah. no law can make man righteous. Which which would then fit with everything a little better because I've heard someone, some people use this verse and say, well... If it's by the law, meaning like the teaching of you know the Jewish law or the gospel, then maybe we shouldn't teach people that are out that have never heard the gospel because then they get more grace that way. Yeah, no, not not it at all. Okay. So when you come down to verse twenty-one, mm-hmm. yours probably says apart from the law. It does. But there's no article here. Hmm. It says apart from law, a righteousness of God has been made known. That is witnessed by the law and the prophets. He's talking about the gospel, the, the promised work of Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay. and then just differentiating there in, in 21, it's talking about law, meaning what he's talked about previously. That's and right. And then law and the prophets talking about the, the Torah. Right. If, yeah. you'll, if you'll go back to chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, he explains okay. the the law that the Gentiles were under. Right. Uh, For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They should show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and and their their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. All right. So 
The idea here is that the law of the Gentiles is the law of their conscience. However, their conscience has been educated in the mm. society that they're under. So okay. God does not hold people responsible for what they do not know. Hmm. He holds them responsible for what they do know. And the problem is they have violated what they do know. Okay. The Gentile violates his conscience. The Jew violates the law. And so they have sinned. Sin is the problem. Hmm. So in chapter 3, <clears throat> verse 23, which we're well familiar with, we think, Read 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All right. Now, that passage does not say all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It says Mm. all have sinned and fall, a present tense, Mm. short of the glory of God. So the, the point is... As he's proven in these first three chapters that everybody has sinned in mm-hmm. the past. Everybody does sin in the presence. Therefore, righteousness or justification cannot be had by any kind of law. Hmm. Some people think that we have just come out from under one law and come under a new law. Yeah. But law as a system of justification does not work. Hmm. Now, to put it simply, it's like this. Everyone outside of Christ is under law as a system of justification. God simply measures them up against the law, whatever law they're under. And if they don't measure up, then that's too bad. They've sinned. See, Mm. he's got nothing else to work with. Right. But those people that are in Christ, Romans 6, 14 says, they are not under law, but under grace. Right. Doesn't mean they don't have commandments to keep. Yeah. But it means they are not under law as a system of justification. They are under grace as a system of justification. Okay. So turn to Romans 10 verse 4. This tells us what happens when somebody becomes a Christian. Uh, 10-4 for Christ. 10-4, sorry. Uh, That's a big 10-4, good buddy. As soon as I said it. Romans 10.4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. All right. Listen to this again. Christ is the end of law. What do you mean by that, Paul? I mean that if you come to Jesus Christ, that's the end of law being your system of justification. Mm-hmm. Christ is the end of law resulting in righteousness. Mm-hmm. That's a give a gift given to us by God yeah. for everyone who believes. That's those that trust God to do something for them that they can't do for themselves. So the basis of justification for Christians is Christ. Mm-hmm. The basis of justification for everybody else in the world that's not a Christian is law. Mm. Law is hopeless. By works of law, nobody can be justified. Romans 3.20. Okay, so I'm going to put something out there to you that I remember hearing a lot growing up. And you can poke holes in it or however you want to approach it here. But I used to hear people ask this question about, okay, people have never heard the gospel. How are they going to be judged? And the way it was usually presented was anyone who hasn't heard the gospel is lost and otherwise the Great Commission loses its power. Well, that's correct. That is correct. But the reason they're lost is not because they haven't obeyed the gospel, but because they have violated whatever law they are under. 
the gospel is the cure, not the reason for the disease. Got it. The gospel is their hope of, of justification. So the Great Commission, we do need to teach the people that have never heard the gospel because they're lost. That's the whole point of the book of Romans. Mm. They're lost because all they have is law, and law can't save anybody. Mm. Okay. Now, the, the opposite extreme would say, well, since we're not under law but under grace... Like, I think it's Romans 6, 15. Mm -hmm. Shall we go on sinning since we're not under law and uh, (laughs) under grace? And he says, may it never be, because he says that we, like we preach Sunday night, we've died to sin. Mm -hmm. We've we've had a big paradigm shift, a a mental and spiritual conversion. We've buried that old man in the waters of baptism. We've been raised to walk a new life, and we think of ourselves a different way. But we still have commandments to keep, Jesus's and his apostles' commands, but we are not made righteous by our perfect keeping of those right. commandments. Yeah, and there's there's never any little bit of oh we can fill that cup and then God will fill the rest. It's He just presents it to us. Yeah, He gives it to us, and and He exp- one of the conditions of grace is the the effort to live according to Jesus's commands and yeah. walk with walk by the Spirit or walk in the light, as John puts it. Right. But that doesn't equate to perfection. Never will, never has. Okay. All right. Hopefully that answers the question and gets the ball rolling, and maybe there's some more questions related to this one. But Ten four, my little bearded buddy. Of course. Y'all have a good week, and don't forget, let us know where you're watching from. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.